Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jordan Johnson, with another episode of Hack of All Trades. I am your hack of all trades. And what's going on? What's going on, you fellow hacks? You're a bunch of hacks. All right, enough with that a little intro. As you might notice, if you're watching this video, look at this. What do you know? Two in a row? Two in a row? Yeah. I'm wearing a Newcastle United jersey again today, but not the same one as yesterday. A different one. Yeah, I'm loyal. <laughs> uh, actually, this was actually my first Newcastle United jersey that I ever owned. Um, I believe it's like from, I don't know, 2012 or 13 or something like that. It was like an old, their alternate. And this is back when... Uh, Ben Arfa played for uh, Newcastle. I believe now he plays for PSG. So uh, this is my little, my oldest jersey, my oldest Newcastle one, um, and a favorite just because it's my my first. So yes, I am wearing another Newcastle jersey today. Okay, you see my office? Do you see where I work? See where I work? Right here, right here. It's actually not my bed. This is guest bedroom, but uh, my bed's like. 20 feet that way. 20 feet. My boss? This guy. This, this D-bag right here. Don't tell him. I'm pointing at him. Um, And so he doesn't really care what I wear to work. And I hope you don't either. So it's another Newcastle jersey. I've got like six of them. And so when I just need something quick to throw on, something that breathes well on a nice day, jersey's great for that. So, my boys, if you want to hear why I chose Newcastle United, why I like them, um, or chose to follow them, should be more so the question, because uh, it's not in my blood or anything, um, you can watch the last video or the, listen to the last podcast. I kind of cover my decision-making, why, um, when I started following soccer, all that sort of fun stuff. That's last podcast. This is this podcast. So, you ready for true hack of all trades fashion like seriously i something pops in front of my face and i go oh that thing's shiny or oh i forgot about that Ooh, i used to enjoy that and it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter what it is um let me show you this really i mean i'm like oogling over this thing oogling over it um it's it's never going to be in my near future here, but um, it's this dang uh, Archuria. Let me see if I can find the model. Archuria. Yes, the Mini Brute 2S. Not the Mini Brute. The Mini Brute 2S. Let me show you this thing. Here, we'll, we'll switch over here real quick. Um... Let's see if my browser comes through. It did not last time. I had to fix it. Um, properties. Yeah, I want to show you this thing. It's pretty cool. And let's see if we can get it to work. There we go. Oh, boom! Look at that guy. Oh! I know. I shouldn't want these things. Why should I ever want this? What I... What? 
I don't buy these things. The Arturia Mini Brute 2S is a um, desktop analyze synthesizer slash step sequencer. I have a step sequencer. Um, it's kind of like a step sequence for drum machine, kind of. The Akai Rhythm Wolf, this guy. Boom. Looks pretty cool, huh? Right? You can make cool beats. Cool. But yeah, the Akai Rhythm Wolf is, is... It's nice. It definitely can... It's a standalone thing. You can use it, plug your headphones right into it, and just start making beats. No computer needed. Love it. Great. Um, somewhat limited in its standalone functionality and the sounds you can really get it to produce. I watched some silly YouTube video of some guy in like Big Black Delta or something explaining the the Kai Rhythm Wolf, and he's like, oh, you can get any sound that you want by twisting the, the knobs on the top above each thing. And that guy's, I mean, I'm sure he's a smart, lovely, nice guy, but, like, he knows he's lying. He knows he's making that Rhythm Wolf ad. The snare, honestly, it sounds terrible, but you can't get it to sound anything, like, anything other than, like, a trash can. It's it's pretty bad. So um, maybe I'll plug it in one of these times, because I can plug it in and um, let you guys hear it. Um, but, yeah, the snare sounds like, garbage and same thing with symbols are pretty bad but other than that you can get a cool kick drum you can do a, a synthesizer kind of on it there's like a very basic synth stuff but yeah i like something like this where if you watch videos on this thing what you can do with it is much more closely close to endless than the akai rhythm wolf so you got your sequencer down here um, you've got your basically your uh, synthesizer controls and patching up here. Um, all your waves, your different envelopes, all that fun stuff. Really cool, 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 cool machine. You link that up to like whatever you want, but they have um, Arturia also has a um, one just for beats. So you've got this drum brute. So you could have this guy, the drum brute, and this mini brute working together. Drums doing the drum thing, this guy doing the synth crazy thing. And before you know it, you you're constructing a song pretty much. Or you've got most of the most of the parts you need from two machines. Um so yeah, in an ideal world. That would be the setup, huh? That would be pretty cool. I mean, look at this guy. Different drum brute. Different A2 drum brute. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, just some cool little things. Um, again, um, this is not actually my, well, this is part of my hack of all trades uh, bit. But, uh, oh, man, it's just like I see these shiny things. And it's just like, oh, my God. So I can sell my left pinky toe today and probably get this ordered by tomorrow, and then it'll be here by Tuesday. That's seriously how my brain thinks when I see things like this. It's like, oh, I could just, I could just sell my, my bed. I could just sleep on the floor for a few days. No problem. Um, so, 
so I uh, I often get caught in traps like that where it's like, why the hell did I buy this thing? $700 machine shows up at my door, and I'm just like, I don't even know what that button does. Um, in this case, I do, but um, yeah, so this guy, this holy holy grail up here, as you can see if you're watching the video, I'm going to try and pretend like I'm holding it above my head. No, um, this would be a dream machine. Um, and if anybody has one, they want to send it to me for free. <laughs> um, let me know. I'll pick it up off you. If it's free, I'm not. Uh, but yeah, uh, this, this guy, oh man, the video I have for this, you'll know it. It'll be probably right in the picture, right there. And it'll be like 30 minutes of me going like beep, boop. Like using none of its intense features, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe that'll have a video coming up soon. It's on my wish list. Oh God, I should never have put it there because now I will not be able to unfind it. It's now forever in my head as a new trade that I will become a hack at. So we'll see. Oh, I want. I can't. I can't keep looking at. It. Like I said, I'm gonna keep like finding things I can do to get it sooner. Um, another hack of all trades things I'm doing lately, Duolingo, duolingo.com. Not an ad, not a sponsor, or anything like that. Go use whatever language tool you want. But uh, I'm in true hack of all trades fashion. I, uh, I've been watching that. There's a guy on YouTube who, um, like this black guy who goes around, and I think, and I'm not I only say his race because I think it adds to the surprise of the people he talks to. So he will go around and he'll find, you know, people in supermarkets or whatever. Um, and he can speak conversationally like 20 or more so different languages. He's fluent in like three or four primary ones. Um, but if he sees somebody like Chinese or Japanese, he'll go up and try and initiate a conversation in their language or find out where they're from and then initiate a conversation in their language. And just watching those videos, because like I said, um, you know, he's in America. I don't think many foreigners expect Americans to go out of their way, especially to learn like Eastern languages, like Mandarin, Cantonese. He can switch between those, no problem, and that really surprises people. And, uh, and yeah, I think just that um, plays into the sort of the extra special sort of like surprise that look on these people's faces of joy that makes the video that much more entertaining to watch. So like I said, like I'm not is the black guy. It's really just because I think it adds to um, the, the people's reaction. They see kind of these, it's every single time it's him and his buddies, these two black guys walking up to him in a supermarket. Right. Uh, I think most anybody, if you get approached by any strangers in a supermarket, you're kind of like going to start turning your shoulder and, you know, probably proceeding down the aisle or something. And you kind of see that thing start to happen and he will be, he'll yell out in Cantonese or something and they'll stop and turn because they're so surprised that somebody would yell at them in their native language. Um, so those videos have been super fun to watch um, in terms of just the joy it brings people to speak their native language with someone that they're unsuspecting of in, in terms of knowing that language. Um, and just, you can tell that they, they really enjoy it sort of speaking their, their native tongue. He was speaking Burmese with some Burmese guys and you could tell just like how nice it was for them to speak Burmese with someone that isn't basically their family. And you know, then they're not forced to speak 
you know, speak English, they can speak Burmese sort of freely with a new person they've never met. And they don't really get that experience outside of their home country. So, um, I don't know. I just thought his videos were very entertaining. And so, what do I do? I say, hey, I want to learn some languages. I could do that. I, I see him doing that. I could do that. And so, I, I go and I say, oh, I, yeah, I had one of these accounts back in the day. Huh? One of these Duolingos. Came back in. Immediately started my French module. Um, I took French in high school. I am not great at it. I It's been a long time since high school. But I still often will, like, think in my head of, like, things I learned in French. So I'll often just be in my head and be like, un garçon, or, you know, whatever. Afi. Or just saying random words like that in my head of just random things that pop in, or, you know, like, verbs. Like, to go, aller, je suis aller au cinéma, you know, like, really basic, uh, silly French. I'll just randomly, I still, to this day, will think about it, and just kind of wish I knew more. And so, watching those videos, it was just like, all right, time for the hack to come out of the woods and learn some French. That way, maybe I never need to get this podcast cast like translated by somebody official maybe i'll just go back and re-record them all in french for my huge french audience um no i don't know it's really like i said it's it's a part of my nature to see something be attracted towards it and sort of just do it um most of the time do i follow through to the end to the i'm in france speaking at a local cafe no but that's kind of what this podcast is about just kind of the human nature of of uh, spontaneity, of things coming up, reacting to them, engaging with them or not. Um, for me, it's often engaging with them. <laughs> so I am learning French here. Also, this is a blast from the past, but when I signed back in, I noticed that I was um, doing Esperanto. If you've never looked into Esperanto, um, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, you see... Esperanto. So, basically, it's like a hybrid language. Um, I'm going to probably mess up the history, especially with having it like up on the screen here. You're going to read it as I'm saying it, and you're going to be like, oh, he's actually wrong. Um, and it's just an old recollection, I think, of what is said in here. Uh, which is basically... Um, People with different languages were kind of living near each other and they needed a way to communicate. And Esperanto is like a way um, to do that. It's a sort of a new sort of hybrid language, but meant to be like very easy to learn and pick up and not, I don't know. It's Esperanto, what it's really, really good for and what they've noticed is that if you teach it, a child Esperanto first, I mean, after they learn their primary language and then teach them other languages like French, Spanish, whatever, that they are much better at comprehension and knowing like roots of words and understanding, you know, sort of implied meanings, um, things like that. Uh, I can't pull up the exact study, but you can look on YouTube, just type in like Esperanto TED Talk. There's a talk about a direct study showing kids who had Esperanto before learning French and hadn't 
And it is incredible how much higher the kids who had Esperanto uh, tested and how much faster they sort of like tested out of French because of Esperanto being sort of a base knowledge that can apply to many languages in sort of figuring them out in your head um, and thinking through them. So the three goals of Esperanto is uh, to render the study of the language so easy to make its acquisition mere play to the learner. To enable the learner to make direct use of his knowledge with people of any nationality, whether the language be universally accepted or not. In other words, the language is not to be directly a means of international communication. To find some means of overcoming the natural indifference of mankind and disposing them in the quickest manner possible and in mass to learn and use uh, the proposed language as a living one and not only as last extremities and with a key at hand. Um, so that's kind of his goal, meant to be easy, meant to be fun, supposed to enable you to basically, um, engage with people, um, from other cultures or from other countries, um, and help us overcome sort of indifference. Um, so I believe, let me see here. Yeah, I believe it was basically around the time of Nazi Germany where Esperanto was kind of being um, uh, basically more widely spoken and kind of actually um, oppressed in some ways. Um, like it says here, despite uh, facing persecution and received Nazi Germany and Soviet or Stalin, Esperanto speaker continued to establish organizations. Um, basically... Uh, there were a lot of people living very close, speaking different languages in that part of the world, and he wanted a way to sort of let them all um, interact better, share more. Esperanto is sort of the base language to do that. It's really, really easy to learn. Um, somebody who's good at learning languages could probably learn it in a matter of a couple weeks and be done, like entirely done. Um, it's all meant to be very easy once you learn a root word you have all of these endings for past future present so you basically um everything sort of falls really easily into some simple rules that you can always go back to and you can know every formation of any once you know a word you know every sort of formation of it possible basically through the simple rules um and it's just a really cool language so um Check out Esperanto. If you're looking to learn languages again or start over, maybe try Esperanto first. Um, it's, like I said, it's pretty easy. I'll just jump into this module here so you can see it. I am Adam. Me estas Adamo. It almost reads kind of like Spanish, right? So, en Adam estas. My guess is that means in Adam is or am me something like me myself i estas like spanish pretty much but as i stop uh adamo or me adamo con see i think obviously it's we don't know what con is but I, they're leading you towards three obviously because it sounds kind of like spanish and it's very much in the same structure i am adam me estas adamo we're going to click that and check. We got it right. Woo! 
Sophia does not work. Sophia. Nay. That's a common negative um, indicator. I'm not sure if that's Latin or whatever. Sure it is. Um, does not work. I'm probably going to get this one wrong. Um, does not work. Laborus is going to be labor, right? So my guess is that's work. No. Let's try. Does does not work. Wrong. Uh-oh. What did I hit discuss? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, nope. She's going to let me go. You do not work. Ne laboris. No. I am not Adam. Got it. All right. That's all I'm going to do there. But um, you can watch that TED Talk. It's actually really, really interesting on Esperanto, how it all works, um, sort of the how it helps you learn languages. Um, and in general, if you can find someone who speaks Esperanto, it can be like a code language for you too. Even though it's pretty easy to tell what people are saying, even if you really don't know it at all, that's kind of the point is it's like kind of meant to be so easy to pick up that you can kind of hear it and be like, I kind of know what they're saying, but I don't know what language they're speaking. That's kind of like the, the point of it. Um, but me and a friend were like going to learn it so that we could have our like code language. We could be like, me, I start what is it all? And everybody would be like, what are you even talking, right? And even like Spanish speakers, they might catch a few, but they're not, you know, it's like not exactly the same. So it was going to be our code language for a while. And then like a true hack of all trades, I um, stopped learning Esperanto. Uh-oh. My bad. My bad, guys. Sorry. So I can't just fluently come in here and speak to you. But, uh, me estas Jordan. Look at that. Look how good I got already. That's the power of Duolingo. Um, but yeah, so starting to learn French again. I really, I have always in my head wanted to be, um, multilingual, but at least, uh, Duolingo. <laughs> At least no two, um, in the sense where I could go to France and I could comfortably walk my way around a conversation, you know, and, and try not to back out to English very much. I would love to do a trip where I actually challenge myself to speak the language of wherever I'm traveling for the majority of the time. That's kind of one of my, one of my goals. One of the things I, I really don't like, um, specifically about Americans traveling it's not it's not like oh everybody's so bad but um really it's there's there's somewhat and i would also argue sure that english is more more somewhat of a world language most places you travel will know or most major cities and most major countries will speak pretty decent english where you can go order food and not really run into problems if you say water you know things like that um but I always think it's kind of like arrogant to go into a country and then not even attempt. Like, and that's one of the re I mean, the French hate us for many reasons. One 
main reason is because we often just show up and we're like Americans. We're just like, hey, give me that thing. And they're like, huh? Huh? Je ne parle anglais. <laughs> you know, like, I don't speak English, but I do. But I'm not going to humor you because you're an asshole, right? It's kind of like what tends to happen in France or I mean, it didn't happen to me too much when I was there, but you get a little bit of, when you try to speak French, people are much more open to you when you can just say, like, I don't speak French very well, but I want to try. People are much more receptive to that. They're much more willing to speak slowly, help you with your French, you know, actually smile and talk to you and not ignore you. So um, always worth a shot when you, when you travel, just, just, Try, try, and learn a little bit, and don't start every conversation with like English and expect that person to meet you halfway or more. It's actually way more than halfway. You're in their country, and they gotta meet you at your language just so you can, you know, do whatever you want. I don't know. It's just a little, little tiff I have um, with often just traveling and not, and like with Americans in particular who like expect people in foreign countries to sort of, why don't we just meet at English? It's like easier for everybody and you should know it. Like, ugh. Ugh. Not saying you're entirely wrong, but come on. Have some empathy for the person or people or culture you are visiting. A little respect. And learn something. Challenge your brain. Do something challenging. It the, the same person who would go into you know Paris and be an asshole American and go speak English everywhere and be loud and annoying is I I, I can't even remember where I was driving at this point. That's how much I don't like that person. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they. So people who go into other countries with that sort of attitude or like, I hate the French. They didn't, you know, they were such assholes. Well, why? I don't know. Every time I tried to talk to them, they were just mean. Oh, well, did you try and speak French to them or did you speak English? Oh, I only spoke, I don't know French, so I just spoke English to them. It's Paris. I've heard they're actually pretty good at English. Like, I can tell from your attitude right there why everyone was an asshole to you. You're an asshole. Like, most people who think French people are assholes are probably the asshole. Maybe not always, but something to consider. Takes one to know one sort of thing, eh? Meh. All right. Um, really, for today, that's about it. Wow. Any of you hacks still listening? I don't know. I don't know how many episodes you've listened to or whatnot, but... I'm I, I'm definitely um, <laughs> impressed already at uh, being a little over a week in here doing this every day at my ability to sort of maintain focus on a topic. Um, I know this probably sounds like nothing to you guys, but um, yeah, when you start out doing this sort of thing, your brain just kind of goes everywhere. You kind of forget maybe every point you're going to touch on and things kind of wrap up quickly and chaotically and... It doesn't really feel like there's sort of a flow to things. At least in the start for me, it really didn't feel like there was much of a flow. 
Um, and it's not like there's a flow now or a direction for each show. I really just kind of get on here. I maybe look at a few things around my desk, the newest, shiniest things, and I just go. And uh past couple days, yesterday and today in particular, just felt smooth in comparison, just like nice. I'm starting to fall into feeling comfortable with just talking, just rambling. So if you've been with me this whole way, if this is your first episode, I appreciate you listening. We're going to grow together, hopefully, and we're going to learn some things, and we're going to forget some things at the end of the day. We'll all be hacks in our own way. All right. It's another episode of Hack of All Trades. I'm your host, Jordan Johnson. Hope you enjoyed this one. And if it's about to be the weekend for you like it is me, enjoy your weekend. Take your dog on a walk. Take your cat on a walk. Just kidding. You shouldn't have a cat. Dogs are better. Bye now.